Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 149. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to close off the arc of the Underbuilt Commander by talking about a goblin sack. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to finish off our current arc. We're going to preview the preview of our next arc. We're going to give away some prizes, we're going to thank some people, and we're going to talk about a deck. But before we do any of that, we're going to have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Ooh, very much so. And we just got back less than 10 hours ago (laughs) from the Face-to-Face Games Open in Regine Hall. It was a ton of fun. It was a lot of fun. We played some good games, we met some really cool people. Uh, we won some, we lost some, we got turn two flash hulked. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm okay with that because we sat down, we were like, quick game, quick game. The guy was like, oh yeah, I got a quick deck. (laughs) Here's the, here's the thing. Do you, do you show it? Like it was like, cause that guy was like, okay, I got to play in the top eight in 20 minutes. Like, and then you just sit down you're like, oh, I have flash hulk in my hand. Here's two land and flash. Do I win? Do you just show it? Uh, yeah, you know what, if if it wasn't like, if that guy's two buddies weren't standing up behind him waiting to play us, and he wasn't playing in the top eight in ten minutes, you show it and say, hey, like, I've got it, let's let's go to the go to the next game, give me my pack. Yeah, let's <laughs> you know? just draw a new hand. <laughs> yeah. Do another, yeah, like, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was fun, though, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because um, I think that's going to tie into when we preview our new arc for next week. Um, one of the things we want to talk about is is um, the, the conversation, the turn zero conversation. Yeah, that's a thing. But uh, you, we both are a little bit sick today. We got frogs in our throat. I'm probably an octave deeper than I normally am. So I'm right on par with you. Editing is going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> I hope, fucking hope so. I have lots to do today, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we're recording a day late because I wanted to watch the World Series on Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, fine. I, had nothing, I actually don't have anything else to do except buy groceries, and uh, that's pretty easy. I buy four cans of soup and a jug of milk every week. <laughs> and that's all you eat. That's like That's like your budget for the whole week. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got lots to cover here. So let's start. Let's get into it. Where do you want to start with? Let's start with whatever's first on your list of things that we talk about. Ooh. Well, we already Wait. talked about the face-to-face open. You know what? No. Let's not do that. Let's talk about the commander. Then we'll talk about all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. We talk about the commander. Then we talk about all the other things. Okay. Now, we've already spoiled it a couple of times. I said I was building the deck and I didn't want to. So I wanted you guys to help us out, send us something. We got a few lists in, so thank you very much to everybody who submitted one. And we picked this one for budgetary reasons for the first time in a long time. Yeah, but also we picked it because it's a nice tie-in to last week's Alenda deck that's got a whole ton of play that will let you have unique, varied game experiences, and it will let you do that on the cheap. Which is cool. And it is a Shattergang Brothers deck. And the Shattergang Brothers are... 3-3 Goblin Artificers for Black, Red, Green, 1. And they have the following suite of abilities. Black, 2. Sack a dude. Each other player sacks a dude. Red, 2. Sack an artifact. Each other player sacks an artifact. And Green, 2. Sack an enchant. Every other player sacks an enchant. Yes, so you can bet that we are looking for ways to break that parity. If we're sacking a dude, we want to get more out of it than just 
you all sack a dude, etc., etc. Yes. And it's a 3-3. Three, three. I don't know if you said that. You did. Yeah, I did. Okay. So it's a 3-3 three, three for 4 with a suite of abilities. Yes. Okay. Well, it basically has the same ability, just like three times. Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to make it cost three different costs for what color identity sort of the, the ability is aimed at making you sack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good card. Underplayed Commander or Commander Reject because it was in Commander 2013. It was in the Prosh deck, but... And why would you play these guys over Prosh, Yeah, right? but Prosh. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to the deck in a couple minutes. First, we were talking with some members of Face-to-Face Games Management. Yeah. And we've got some excited things to come. We do. We just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is set in stone yet, as these things usually aren't. But there are exciting things on the horizon. We're all pumped about it, and and when we know more, we'll tell you, and hopefully you guys will also be excited. Very excellent. Speaking of excited things, Playmat announcement. Yes. By this time, our toppest of tier patrons will have been contacted through the Patreon messenger service. Patreon does kick an email out to you as well, so check your email, check your spam folder if it's there, and also check your Patreon messages. Yes. You've got, I'm going to say, one week to have the first playmats. After that, they'll still be available if they're available, but they will be opened up to everybody else. Details will be on the website. Correct. Just so I stop getting bombarded, <laughs> they're most likely going to be for sale for 30 USD on the website. That does help us with the outstanding Canada Post shipping charges. Yeah. And it does help Commander Cookout Podcast. Yes. That is shipped also. It's 30 bucks shipped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 30 bucks to that. your door. To your door, shipped. You get a CCO playmat. We'll sign it if anybody wants. Yeah. But you got to let us know in the uh, in the notes when you like go to checkout from the website. Yeah. So that'll be probably a week and a half's time after we make sure all the top tier patrons get their play mats first. Yes. Speaking of Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. You can go there. You can support. That goes a long way. We have some shout outs and or just and in this case. Yeah. Funny nicknames. First one. Returning patron. We got our Ninja Turtle back. Ooh. Donatello Bazinga. <laughs> He's got a different name on the Discord that you gave him, I think, but we're going to call him Donatello Bazinga on the show. Okay. Just, just because. <laughs> Discord users, uh, they, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. First, shout out a nickname, John Amaral. I want to call him John Armoral. Like, like the like the tire shiner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, right? Yeah. John Armoral. John Tire Shiner. Yeah, <laughs> Tire Shiner. <laughs> Next shout out, Warren Thompson. Okay. Kind of a regular name. Kind of reminds me of Thompson, Manitoba, which is like a bigger hole than Regina. What? We were just in Regina. But it, Have you ever been to Thompson, Manitoba? Regina even smelled bad. Listen, Thompson, Manitoba, that place sucks so bad. And there's so much garbage all over the place. I hope that nobody's listening from Thompson, Manitoba. <laughs> well, hey, if you are from Thompson, Manitoba and you are listening to this, clean up the streets. Yeah, you guys have so much garbage in your streets. All the ravens that eat it get so big that people call them Thompson turkeys. <laughs> have you ever seen a raven from Thompson that's as big as like a small Canada goose? No. I want to call him Warren Thompson turkey. I like it. I like it. I like that. That's a good one. Welcome. A solid one. Welcome. Welcome Thank aboard. You. Last shout out. Joseph Olivier. 
I want to call him Olivierier. Why? Just because it's spelt like the French way, Olivier. Olivier. Olivier? Joseph of Olivier? Sure. That's. I don't know what that means. Well, it's like there's like something of Olivier. Lawrence of Arabia? Lawrence of Olivier? There's something like oh, that. Yeah, okay. That's a thing. There's a thing involved there, but I can't think of it right now because my brain isn't functioning properly. So let's just I, go with that. I don't have my glasses on. I'm not smart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph of Olivier. Yeah. Sure. Welcome. Thank you. Everybody else, F you. Yes. <clears throat> Welcome aboard all. Thanks for being here. Very much so. Quick social media rundown from Brando and sprinkled somewhere into the show. We've got our $25 in store credit to give away from face to face because it's the end of the arc. Right. And the Chulane Brawl deck. Ooh. Ooh so that's going to be somewhere in here. We've got our winners picked. You'll have to listen in to find out and you'll have uh, probably two weeks to contact us before we snatch it back and give it to somebody else if you're not listening yes it's very important okay so if you want to get a hold of us on the social medias we're cco podcast and cco brando on twitter and tappedout.net. that's where you can send us deck lists and all that other kind of stuff if you want to send us something else including deck lists or other stuff you can send it to commandercookout at gmail.com you can also find us on virtually every social media platform that's your twitter your facebook your youtube all that stuff if you're in a position to help the show grow you can check us out on patreon.com slash cco podcast and if you missed any of that or if you want a more specific rundown, you can check out the show notes down below, or you can go to the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Uh, Ooh, dot com. That was extra deep that time. Yeah, <laughs> don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got a deck. We have got a Shatter Gang Brothers deck. Yes, we've got it up. We have all the things. I have mine that I built open as well. Uh, this deck was sent in to us by J. Bekakika. Basika, maybe? Basika? J. J. B. Essica? I don't know how you say it, but uh, we'll have a link to it down in the show notes. And we will, uh, you can check that out if you want to take a look at it. I also have one that I built that we didn't want to do the show on, but I have it up just in case. It is. On our tapped out page. Jacob Basica sent it in via email. He's got a whole ton of decks on there. So if you're looking at this one, check out his other ones as well. There's probably some good stuff in there. We just looked at this one because it's the one that we're doing the show on. But uh, there's probably some other good stuff there too because this one's cool. Yeah. So we start with Creech and our first Creech, my boy. Balthor the Defiled. I stomped on Brando yesterday with this guy at least twice. It's fine. It's my, yeah. my version of Balthor is kind of a combo list with like a zombie tribal backup just in case I get bajuked a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> so Balthor's 2-2 two, two zombie dwarf for four. All minions get plus one, plus one. I think that's so weird. Like It's a strange thing, yeah. I wish it was zombies just because then he'd be another zombie lord. Yeah. That's fine. You, you play black, 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 exile him. Ret each player returns all red and black creatures from the graveyard to the battlefield. It can turn around on you, but usually not. Yeah, I've never had it turn around on me. <laughs> yeah, la last Tuesday I did it and I had a painter servant in play. Oh, yeah, yeah. and I got all of everything yeah, from I, all graveyards. Yeah, and I got a Shouldred and I got an Elish Norn and I got all kinds of good stuff. That's right, yes. <laughs> all right, so he's good, he's fun, he's in here. We also have a Butcher of Malakir. That is Grave Pact on a 5-4 flyer for 7, right? 
That is correct. Whenever, it flies, yeah. Oh, yeah, it flies, too. Whenever we have a thing die, everybody else sacks a creature. So you see the parody there. We sack a thing. You all sack two things. That's right. With Shatter Gang, we sack a dude. Butcher triggers. You guys all sack another mm-hmm. dude. I actually like this next creature quite a bit, but I just I just don't play him. And it's a carnal, hold, carnal horde worm. Yeah, what about the art on that, hey? I can barely see it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> No glasses, Brando. No today. glasses, Brando. It looks like a really smeary oil painting, like mm. I like I painted, and then while it was wet, a whole bunch of people sneezed on it. Gross. Yeah. So charnel horde whole fuck. I can't say it as much as you can't say it. <laughs> charnel horde worm is jund and four for a six six trample. When it do- deals damage to an opponent, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So you can sack a thing, slap somebody's face off for six, put that sacked thing back in your hand, and play it again. Yeah, and this one speaks to the budget of the deck because this is a 6-6 six, six trampler for seven that gets you a thing back from your graveyard. It's a graveyard getter backer. There are more expensive options that do that, maybe a little bit more efficiently or a little bit more controlly, but this one is like, I don't know, probably like 10 cents. Yeah. And something like Shieldred, is like 16 bucks. Exactly. This is one of those ones where you can get it thrown in on a trade. You could probably get it thrown in not on a trade. Well, it, You it could was, probably show interest in it in somebody's binder, and they'll just give it to you because <laughs> yeah, you're the first and only person that ever did it. It was in C18, so you might actually already have it, not even know it. Ooh. All right, now I like this card a lot. The next one is Deuce of Calamity. I have those all the time. He's the Deuce, so he's Gruel, 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 gruel. Five gruels for a 6-6 trampler. When he deals six or more damage to an opponent, destroy target land that player controls. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got to deal all six to an opponent, but he's your big fat beater that's just going to start shutting off their land because Shattergang doesn't actually hit land. Correct. Now you can. Now you can can get there. Also, if you can give him double strike, he is uh, a whooping and a half. Ooh, very much so. Oh, baby. Uh, next up, we have Dragon Egg. That's a 0-2 for 3 with Defender. When it dies, you get a 2-2 Dragon with Fire Breathing. Pay red, gets plus 1, plus 0. Oh. And Flying. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you sack it, they all sack a thing, you get a 2-2 with Fire Breathing and Flying. That's so, not a terrible trade. It's not bad. I've never, I don't think I've seen this card ever played before. It's Endless Cockroaches. I tried to play it in Vivictus Asmati for a while. And and the reason because is because Vivictus kind of did what this deck wants to do. So it's a 1-1 for 3 creature insect. When it dies, return it to your hand. You just get it back when it dies. Yeah. That's fine. It's nothing wrong with it. You sack it, they all sack a thing, put it back in your hand, play it again, do it again. Yeah, activate, nine activate Shatter Gang, sacrifice a creature ability, always draw 1-1. One, one. You know what I mean? Like you always get it back. It's like drawing a card, but it's always a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, and you could use it to play into your Endexar Master Breeder to get Ooh, tokens to sack. Yeah, whenever you cast a creature, you get X-1-1 one, one black creatures, where X is its converted mana cost. Yep. And if you ever have seven or more thralls, you have to sack Endrixar. You just sack a thrall to make everybody else sack creatures, so you never have more than seven. Yeah, it's it's very solid. It's very good. And again, it's that break of parity because you played a thing. Let's say an endless cockroach has got three dudes sacked. One of your free dudes. Everybody sacks a dude they probably paid some mana for, and you're you're way ahead. Now I really like this card in uh, Shadow Gang Brothers. It's Gliss of the Traitor. Yeah, this is a weird card. Hey, three three, elf zombie. Which is strangely relevant, yeah, <laughs> for for many purposes. First strike, death touch, 
black, green, green. Whenever a creature an opponent controls goes to the graveyard, you can return an artifact from your graveyard to your hand. So you can use this to, like, you sack a creature. They all sack a creature. You get an artifact back that you can cast. You can sack that artifact to make them all sack an artifact. It's it's not a combo. It's just a very strong synergy that you can just go and go and go and go. And if you have lots and lots of mana and three opponents, you could swing in or block a dude and then it dies. You could put the artifact back in your hand. If you had a way of putting the artifact into play, you could play it in response to a trigger. You could sack it. It could trigger again, go back into your hand. You could play it again. You could sack it again. Oh, baby. It, if you have a really good setup, you could abuse Glissa quite, could quite you, you can sacrifice an artifact creature and like to Shattergang's creature sacrifice because it's part of the cost, right? Yep. And then they sacrifice creatures so we get our artifact creature back and we can just get all the creatures if we have some way to untap Shattergang. Yeah, we don't have to tap Shattergang to do its thing. Yes, you do, don't you? No. Whoa! No, he's good, man. So we can just, like, as long as we have the mana, we can just get everything with Glissa and an artifact creature. Yeah. So we'll keep our eyes open for those. Yes. All right, we got a, well, Grave Titan. Everybody knows Grave Titan. Everybody, know Har everybody knows Harvester of Souls. Yeah, that's kind of a payoff card, so we're, we're, we're going to go back to that in a minute. We got uh, Huatau Honored Physician. Yeah. Houtau? Houtau. I don't know how to say Whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. It's a... Two one two for green green one same same deck as Shattergang came in I think you can tap it put target card creature card from your graveyard on top of your library you can activate this only on your turn before you attack so main phase one yeah so you could you could sack a creature and then put that creature on top of your library with Howtow and then resolve your Harvester of Souls trigger that says whenever a creature dies you draw a card. Yeah. So you could draw your creature back. So it turns, like, Harvester of Souls and Howtow turn all of your creatures into endless cockroaches. That's pretty good. Yes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. We're going to highlight a little bit in the strengths of this deck is there's so many things that this deck can do. It's impossible for us to cover all of the synergies. So lots of times when we cover people's decks, we'll get emails or tweets or whatever. Hey, you forgot about this synergy, or you didn't cover this, or you missed that. This is the kind of deck where it's like, it can do seven trillion different little minute things, and we just miss some of them because we've never actually played the deck a thousand times. Yeah, we've only got so much time to go into all this stuff. So you're trying to highlight the big stuff, hopefully get you, get you excited so that you can play it and find all that other stuff yourself. That's right. Like the like my Alenda deck we were talking about last week, I'm still finding ways to play it. When F.U. Joel plays it, he plays it totally different than me. It's like there's so many things the deck can do. All right, all right, let's continue on. We have an Inferno Titan as well. Everybody knows Inferno Titan. Yeah, he's a 6-6. Six, six. He threes you when he comes in or attacks. And he fire breathes. We have a Jade Mage. Ooh, if we can make lots of mana, we can pay green two to get a Sapperling, and it's a 2-1 for two. Nice. We have a Kazool Tyrant of the Cliffs. I like this card. This guy, whenever somebody attacks you, they have to pay three per attacker, or you get a 3-3, three, three, right? Yes. So good for blocking. Good for making them spend their mana on shit that isn't fucking cards, which is good. And uh, a deterrent to save you from some damage. Also fun fact, I think I've been playing this thing in my Norin deck since I had a Norin deck, which has been very, very, very many years. I have never, ever once got an ogre token out of him. Not Ooh. one time. I wonder what the all-time is on amount of mana spent <laughs> on in your Norin deck, like... 
from opponents. It's probably lots. Probably lots. This this guy will suck out removal spells all the time, or people will just stop attacking you huh. until they can kill it. Like it's it's very good. He was reprinted in C sixteen. Commander reject right there. I tell you. <laughs> I wonder. Do they did they make tokens for him? Do you got the tokens for him? Yep. You do? Yep. It just doesn't matter, though? Yeah, it just doesn't. I have him. I've just never played it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can't picture in your mind. Even people listening right now, can you picture in your head the, the picture on the ogre token? You probably can't. Absolutely not. Most people probably can't. No, I can't even, and I'm... You're pretty good at that. Yeah. Look it up. In your, look it up. It's, a, it's, it's not a bad picture. It's probably the only time you're ever going to get to see it, too, because it's never going to be created from this creature. Speaking of ogres... Ooh, there's a... Oh, Ogre Tribal. We have Ogre Slumlord. He's at 3-3 three, three for 5 whenever another non-token creature dies. Anybody's, right? Mm-hmm. You get a 1-1 one, one black rat creature token, and rats you control have death touch. Now, is this like a deterrent from people attacking you like Kazool? Are, ogres are, are the ogres stopping people from attacking us? Or do we use Ogre Slumlord as a win condition because all our opponents are going to be sacking shit? And we get three rats per. We could, I mean, it could be your chip in thing. I mean, attacking for three, then six, then nine, then 12 isn't bad, especially when it all has death touch. I suppose, yeah. We've skipped a couple creatures. We're going to go back at the end of the creature section to, to look at the payoffs, right? And maybe this guy should be in there because he can get in. How much damage does he get in the game? 10 damage? He could hypothetically give you 10 or 12, yeah. And until somebody kills them, or if people are spending time trying to reestablish their board instead of killing your stuff, then you're doing okay. Yeah, if we got to do 120 damage, let's just pretend we have to do all of it. 10 damage, that's like 8% of the way. Yeah. That's fine. It helps out. I keep forgetting about this card. I actually ordered one after reading this deck list. It's Ophiomancer. Also a C13 reprint, I guess. It's a 2-2 human shaman for black 2 at the beginning of... Each upkeep, if you control no snakes, put a snake onto the battlefield. One, one snake. With, with death touch. With death touch, yeah. He's good. Did He's, you get the tokens? Did not. Uh, I feel like I probably won't get the snake token. And if I do, it's going to die right away. Uh, yeah, because you just sack it to Shatter Gang. Yeah, that's what and it's there you, for. You get another one the next turn. Yeah. You sack that one, you get another one the next turn. You make everybody sacrifice all while getting three rats from your Ogre Slumberlord. Ooh. Yeah, there's some synergy. How about Reaper of the Wilds? You know what? I don't even know what this card does. I think it was originally in Theros. Can you read it with no glasses? I'll try. Whenever another creature dies, scry one. Oh, that's good. Whenever that's... another creature dies. Yeah. So you get you're gonna get four scries for activating your Shatter Gang creature ability. That's right. Scry one four times. It's pretty good. That lets you dig, dig, dig deep. He also has black. It gains death touch, or green one. It gets hex proof. And it is a 4-5 for Golgari and 2. 4-5 for 4. Yeah. Oh, okay. 4-5 for 4 whenever a creature dies, scry 1. I'm sold, right? That, yeah, it's already I mean, good. And then it has some other abilities that are fine. Yeah, I'll block your guy and kill it. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we have a reassembling skeleton. That's going to come back for 2 mana. So you're going to come back to the battlefield tap. So you just sacrifice it, pay 2, get it back. We have Sec Quar. Deathkeeper. Sequar. Jund 2 for an orc shaman this time. 4-3. Whenever another non-token creature dies, you get a 3-3 black and red graveborn creature token with haste. Now, why isn't that awesome? It's because it's only your stuff. Yes. It has to be your stuff that dies, so your your, uh, your endless cockroaches is going to be really good with this, and your reassembling skeleton is going to be really good with this. 
most of your other value sack stuff in the deck not as good yeah you know what sekuar does let you go creature neutral on the creature ability of shatter gang so yeah. you sack one you get one back with sekuar yeah, so if you desperately need to sacrifice a real creature to do whatever you at least you're not going all the way down Next up, we have Sprouting Thrynax, your Jund special. Yeah, this is Jund special back from the Alara days. Now, we we talked about going creature neutral. How about creature plus three? Pretty good. When this dies, you get three green sapperlings. It's good. Yes. And it's, and it's a three, three for three. And those three are Jund colors. So we're we're doing good. We're good with that. How about Stronghold Assassin? Sack a creature, destroy target non-black creature. So this will let you just like kind of shatter gang and get what you want instead of giving your opponents the choice. One of the downsides to everybody sacks a thing is they get to pick, and the odds are you won't get what you want unless you work real hard for it. Yeah, you can work really hard and make them sack another one and another one and another one. That's a lesson in life, by the way. Work really hard for what you want. Hey, I like that. There yeah. you go. Your boy's at CCO. <laughs> How about Viridian Emissary? When it dies, search your library for basic, put it onto the battlefield tap. So you play it, sack it, get a land. Cool. How about the winner of our $25 face-to-face gift card? <laughs> okay, we've got a winner picked, and the winners were picked out of all the people who went to face-to-facegames.com and left a comment on one of our episodes, or in some other way went to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, tweeted at us and or at face-to-face games. Yeah. So if you are on any of those platforms and you want to win our next $25 gift certificate for face-to-facegames.com, just follow us there, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. Tweet at us, tweet at face-to-facegames or, or link or tag or whatever the appropriate term is. This ARC's winner, Harry Jones. <laughs> uh, congratulations, man. Get in touch with us. Uh, CommanderCoCode at gmail.com, CCO Podcast, CCO Brando, with the email address that is attached to your face-to-face account, and we will make sure that they apply that $25 to that account. Yep. Continuing on, we have a young wolf. A young wolf. It's like, what? (laughs) This is a 1-1 for green with undying. That's a budget include, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Undying is when it dies, if it doesn't have a plus one on it, you get it back immediately with a plus one on it. It's a 1-1 for one that turns into a 2-2 for one. Good value. Yeah, and then you can just off it again to get something else. Yeah. All right, let's talk some a couple of payoffs real quick, then we'll move into the rest of the deck. Sure. We've got a White of Pre-Saint 6. It's a 1-1 one, one for 2. It gets plus 1, plus 1 for each creature card in our opponent's graveyards. So it is a big, stupid beater, but it is a big beater. Oh, yeah. How big do you think? 10? Every time you sack a sapperling token, you're you're probably going to get two, three power on this guy. Yes. So you sacrifice three sapperlings. It's maybe a nine, nine or ten, ten. And that's that's significant for two mana. For two mana investment on the card. That's that's pretty good. Okay. It's not too bad. We also have a symbiotic worm. You got to work a little bit harder with this one. Oh baby. But it's the payoff. The payoff. That's it. This is Commander Eleven reprint originally back in like. Odyssey or something, I want to say. Uh, I forget where it comes from. Long, it's, long time It's ago. a cool card. So, green, 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 five yeah. for seven, seven. That old school. When it's put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you get seven one, one green insect creature tokens. There you go. So, we are going to either be able to get it back to continue to do that to build up a whole army, or we either have or we would suggest to put in something like 
whatever crater who for overwhelming stampede or something you know or a beast master ascension or a shared animosity or something that just makes your little dudes when they attack hey, hell you know what even overrun budget include right yeah overrun is a good you get card. seven one ones you give them you make them all four fours with trample that's gonna it's gonna do some hurting yeah. we also have i really like the art on this card even though i can't see it very good it's stalking vengeance Ooh, a five five or seven yeah with haste, yeah. whenever another creature your opponent controls dies, whenever another creature you control dies, it deals damage equal to its power to target player. Or go to the symbiotic worm. Yes. Seven them get seven. Play it again. Seven them get seven dudes. Yep. It's good stuff. We also have a sep sepulchral primordial. Five, four for seven again. Zuh. But you know, we're playing the long game with this deck. We're fine with that. Yes. Intimidate, so it can only be blocked by black creature and artifact. When it enters the battlefield, for each opponent, you get a creature from their graveyard onto your battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. So you just make them sacrifice everything until you see enough value to get uh, seven mana worth of creatures out of their graveyards. But you probably will. By the time you yeah. have seven mana, you'll probably have done that. Yeah. So, plus the, the Harvester of Souls, the Grave Titan, the Inferno Titan, but the last one is a Falcon Wrath Noble. It's a 2-2 flyer for four. Whenever it or another creature dies, target player loses one life and you gain one life. Gives you that survivability because people are going to hate you because they're sacrificing all of their stuff. And it can also be a win con as you slowly whittle them down into nothingness by sacking your dudes. And it does trigger off another creature that's important because like blood artist is creature we control zulaport cutthroat i think is creature we control this one is any creature so every time you sack that sap it'll do four to someone not everyone but someone and we gain four yes so that's great there are zero instants so we're gonna skip right to the single sorcery and, and tell me how you feel about this when you when you announce the card and read it because you've got experience in this I do, and the single sorcery is Primal Surge. Uh-oh. <laughs> Primal Surge is a sorcery for green, green, eight. Exile the top card of your library if it's permanent, it goes into play, and you repeat it until you get a non-permanent thing. Talk about payoffs, right? Spoiler, the whole deck is permanent except for Primal Surge. When you play Primal Surge, you will get every card in your deck into play immediately. And then you'll Sepulchral Primordial somebody's cards yeah, and you're gonna get permanence <laughs> that you didn't have originally also into play yeah um i'm having played a primal surge deck in two different forms i like it in that it's like a kind of a funny way to win and it always gets you your janko combo or whatever it is you got going on but i think it does take away some of the varied gameplay experience and in this deck in particular if somebody stops you you just die yeah, that's the thing. If they've got like a route or something to destroy all creatures at instant speed or a rift, your library's empty. Yeah, and you 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 just lose at that point. No, there I mean, is there is something to say about that high risk, high reward oh, yeah. that I very much appreciate. Oh yeah, you gotta be in for that. I would never say this is a bad card in this deck, but it is risky. And I think it does kind of, once you resolved it once, it's like, okay. And then it comes to the point where, like, if you ramp to 10 real quick and just go Primal Surge, all your friends go, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like uh, it's like demonic tutoring for Exsanguinate. It's yeah. like crop rotation for Gaia's Cradle. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 Mer it, Merchant Scroll for Cyclonic Rift. And none of those things are bad, but they do get old. And, I mean, that's the only thing that I would say that could be a thing. And, I mean, your mileage may vary out of it. You might activate it once and then be like, oh, I don't even like this anymore. Or you might activate it a thousand times and you 
party every time. But it's your jam every yeah. time, right? It's like when Brando cast Genesis Wave. Exactly. Every time I play Genesis Wave, I, well, not every time, but 90% of the times I play Genesis Wave, I win the game, yeah. and I always have fun and, doing and, it. And we know it's coming, and we know what's going to get flipped when you hit like Gen Wave on 11. We know what's happening. It's like, uh, for me, Balthor the Defiled. I know when I hit seven mana, the game's probably going to end. So do you. Yep. But I, I like doing it because I like butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. Nope. All right, let's go into the enchantments. There's 12 of them, starting with Dictate of Erebos. It is a flash speed, grave pact. Whenever we sack a dude, whenever one of our dudes dies, everybody else sacks a dude. It's excellent. It's very good. So it, it turns Shattergang, it double Shattergang, right? Correct. Just like the Butcher of Malachite. We also have a Furnace Celebration. Look at this little nugget, hey? Whenever you sacrifice another permanent, which is like all we want to do. That's what you're doing. We can pay two. If we do, Furnace Celebration deals two damage to target creature or player. It's a removal spell, kind of. It, it is kind of like a removal spell. I don't think you're going to two people very often. I think you're going to get creatures. So it's like, sack my thing, pay an extra two. You sack a thing, and I'm going to two your other thing that you didn't want to sacrifice. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that I get that little guy that I want. I'm going to get your bird to get you off that color. I'm going to get your Zertaw druids. You can't turn your whatever on. Like, it's it's good. Yeah, and just a little bit of a techie thing here. I think when you sacrifice your whatever to your, your creature to Shattergang Brothers, this will trigger and you can pay two. You ping with Furnace Celebration their X2 to get it, or you get the thing that you think that they're not going to sacrifice and then they have to sacrifice their other shittier thing like Ooh, so yeah. you, you get their good thing and their bad thing you could you could punk their sapperling tokens that they have to sack their thing with swamp their swamp bitch or whatever exactly yeah right all right we have grave betrayal whenever a creature you don't control dies return it to the battlefield with a plus one counter on it and it's a zombie and it's under your control that's important. That part is important. That is important. So sack a creature, get all three creatures that your opponent sacked. Oh, oh, that card is a that's a card. That is a good that's card. That's a seven mana card, by the way, though. Yes. How about Night Soil? It's a Brando special. Yeah, green, green, and you can pay one. Exile two creatures from a single graveyard. It's another form of control against the, the graveyard decks, right? Put a one one green sapperling creature token onto the battlefield. They're playing Balthor. They don't give a shit that their creatures are going into the graveyard. They want them there. They're going to get them back and kill you with them. So you play Night Soil, and you just stop that. And if there's something problematic on the battlefield, sacrifice two creatures, get a Sapperling, sack the Sapperling to Shattergang, and you get the thing that you wanted to, to take care of. Yes. It's a great card in here. We're also playing Phyrexian Reclamation. I think we played this last week. I think we did play this last week. Black for an enchantment. You can pay black one, pay two life, return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Terrific card. Predatory Advantage. I don't think we've ever played this. I don't think we've ever played this before. I think I tried once. It was in my short stack of cards I was going to put in a deck, and then I just didn't end up playing it. Okay. Green, red, three. Enchantment. At the beginning of each opponent's turn, if that player didn't play a creature spell this turn, we get a 2-2 green lizard <laughs> creature token. <laughs> so if they're not playing dudes for us to 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 make them sack, we just get a dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to sack your dude because it's the only guy? Well, I guess I'll get a guy. Yeah. Take two, asshole. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. Uh, we have a Rancor. We've got a Rancor, and we've got a Sleeper's Guile. These were part of the same cycle in Urza's Legacy. Sure. 
They both, when they go to the graveyard from the battlefield, we get them back. One gives plus two on Trample in Rancor. Sleeper's Guile gives uh, fear. Can't be blocked by black or artifact creatures. That's uh, Intimidate for all of our... Uh, younger players. Younger players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Uh, we have Spawning Grounds. What the heck? I forgot this card even existed. Yeah, me too. So, green, green. Check it out. Green, green. Six. Oh. <laughs> Enchant land, so you know it's going to be good. Enchanted land has tap. Create a 5-5 five, five green beast creature token with trample. <laughs> this is a weird include. I know that like it's a permanent that makes tokens repeatedly, so it it could be a payoff card. It could be. But when we if we have to sacrifice our token, it's just gone. We can't get it back. So this is a weird one. You have to kind of know how to play the deck, I think, if you're going to use this one to great effect. Yeah, I mean, it's a big blocker. It's an okay attack. Instant it's, speed blocker! It's it's not too bad. Not terrible. You're going to get some people with that. Next up, we have a Sporogenesis. Oh, Lord. There is so many words on this card. A novel. This oh. is an Urza Saga card done by Ron Spencer. My favorite art. Look it up. Sporogenesis. I'm going to try and do it off of the... The, the regular text on the card. Here we go. Okay. Green, three, enchantment. During your upkeep, you may put a fungus counter on target non-token creature. Okay, are you following me so far? Yes. Whenever a creature with a fungus counter on it is put into the graveyard, put a sapperling token into play for each of these fungus counters. They're 1-1 one, one green creatures. Okay, so yes. you get a fucking fungus counter you get sapperlings equal to the fungus counter when it dies when sporogenis leaves the battlefield remove all fungus counters from all creatures what the hell <laughs> so whenever something dies you get a fungus counter on something no whenever at the beginning of your turn you put a fungus counter on something and when a fungus thing dies you get a sap wow <laughs> that's a weird card that's a crazy card it's neat though it's i think it's fun again it's fun yeah i love stuff like that it's like i've I, i've seen it before and i love ron spencer so if that hit the battlefield that'd be like oh cool right yeah, look at that like it, it's it's just neat and then i'd be like too many words what does it do <laughs> yeah and then they would tell you that it makes sapperlings and you'd be like oh, okay they would tell me it never makes sapperlings and i'd be like okay you're probably just going to sacrifice it to shatter gang to get my doubling season or whatever and they're like yeah and i'd be like shit <laughs> How about Undying Rage? When it's put into the graveyard from the battlefield, return it to your hand. This is yep. the third time that we've seen it. We could sacrifice these when they're enchanted on creatures. Yeah, Rancor, Sleeper's Guile, Undying Rage. They all come back to our hand as a form of like reusable sacrifice enchantment to get your enchantment. Shattergang. Yes. I want to I combine shenanigans and Shattergang. Shattergangans? Yes. Sure. Just go with that. Undying Rage gives target creature or enchanted creature 2-2 two, two, and can't block. Yes. It's there to sack and sack enchantments. That's yeah. what those are there for. You notice that there's recursion for creatures, there's recursive artifact or enchantments, and there's a creature that gets our artifacts back. So all the stuff you can sack over and over again without running out. That's right. It's important. That's that's, that's card advantage because newsflash, like nothing in the deck says draw a card on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last enchantment is Vile Requiem. At the beginning of the year upkeep, you put a verse counter on Vile Requiem. Cool art on this one. Yes. It's a black, black two to cast. You could pay black one, sacrifice Vile Requiem, destroy up to X target non-black creature where X is the number of verse counters on Vile Requiem. They can't be regenerated. Yeah, so everything that they don't sack after a few turns that you've got Vile Requiem on the battlefield, you just 
black one sack, get all of the stuff they didn't sack. It's a little slow, but it's pretty cool. It's fun. And they can get out of hand pretty quick. Nobody's going to waste removal on this, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. So you're going to just let it tick up, tick up, tick up, tick up, and then just wreck somebody with it. And you know what? Like, people are going to bank on that going off. So you're going to keep creatures off the battlefield. Yeah. Once it's got like 10 counters, eventually somebody's going to look over. Is that a planeswalker? What is that over there behind the chip bowl with all those counters on it? And then you're going to say, oh, it's my Vile Requiem. I'm going to pay two and sack it and blow your life out. And they're like, oh, okay, I won't play my commander then. Yeah. They go Vile Requiem, then. You sacrifice it. They play all the shit they were going to play. You drop Shatter Gang and just, boom, sacrifice all your stuff. Or vice versa. Excellent. All right, we got some artifacts. Of course we do. Okay, we got our Millery Sphere. We have Darksteel Ingot. We got the Dana Roach Special in Manolith. We've got an Albalisk of John. We have a Rakdos Key Rune. And we have a Sol Ring. Okay, so we got some Mana Rocks. I think I counted six of them, which is a little bit light considering how mana intensive our commander is. But you know what? When we're we're playing the slow game and we're going to rely on land drops because we're just stopping our opponents from playing Magic, Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get there, right? Like, when you play your stacks deck, when the game ends, how many land do you have in play? Lots. 15? Yeah, lots and lots and lots. Because the game went to turn 16, 17, 20? Yeah. Be prepared for the long game, yo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first non-rock Artifact is a defense grid. Ooh, two mana. Each spell costs three more when it's not your turn, right? When it's not its controller's turn. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's right. So it's, it turns off counter spells, and, or it doesn't turn them off, but it makes counter spells wildly inefficient. It makes combat tricks that are in your hand wildly inefficient. Yeah, it makes your rift cost ten. Yeah. Ooh. And, and rifting on your turn while still really good, it's just not as good. Correct. We have a hammer of perf. All your creatures have haste, so when we Primal Surge, this is a pretty good thing to have. Yes. <laughs> and you can go red to tap sack a land, put a 3-3 colorless golem onto the battlefield. It's a creature and an enchantment. And an artifact. And an artifact. So what? you could do whatever you want with it. Colorless golem enchantment artifact creature token onto the battlefield. It is everything you want it to be at the expense of three mana and a land. Wow. Hey, that's really and cool. it gives you Cree Chase with Primal Surge. No need for twenty dollar Verdant or um, Concordant Crossroads here. That's really good. I like that. That's a cool one. That's, that's a cool a... one for this deck. Yeah, I like that. Good like... include. Good, good include. Uh, Jar of Eyeball. Oh goddamn! Novels on cards. Three mana artifact gets an eyeball counter somehow. Two eyeball counters when a creature you control dies. Sure. So it's gonna get lots of eyeballs. Three. Remove all eyeballs from the jar. Look at the top X cards of your card, your library, where X is the number of eyeballs, and one of them goes into your hand. And the rest on the bottom. It's a fine card. It'll, it'll go up pretty quick, and you'll get some uh, search out of it. That's probably what you find your primal search with. Oh, yeah. Does it get anything or just creatures? Anything. Woo. Sure. It's pretty good. We have a skull clamp. Yeah, you clamp your thing, it dies. When you sacrifice it, you draw two. Oh, there's our draw card card. There we go. There yeah, we go. And it's a solid one. You, you just, just pick the best one. If you're going to play one, you pick the best one. Right? <laughs> uh, no surprise here. We have a Spine of Ishsa. Ooh, when it uh, enters the battlefield, destroy target permanent. And when it's put into the graveyard, return it to your hand. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm assuming this is a I have one and want to play it include in Sword of Body and Mind. Ooh, yeah, this is this makes the deck not so budget. Protection from blue and uh, blue and green, right? Yep. Blue and green, when it hits you, you mill 10, 10 and we get a wolf. Yeah, so I mean you get a wolf that you can sack, and the mill 10, I don't know if that's it's usually not relevant. 
Oh, the wolf thing is relevant. But the though. wolf is the wolf is the wolf is good stuff. But I mean, if you're gonna is the black and white one better that yeah. we get a creature back and gain three life? Yes, that's probably good in yeah. this deck. But I mean, it's, it's a budget thing, maybe. I'm assuming that's why the sword is here, is because our our buddy had one, and and here it is. Yeah. All right, we got a Silvok life staff. Plus one, plus O. Oh, that's what Skull Clamp should have been, because <laughs> this is one to cast, one to equip, and when equipped creature dies, gain three life. See, that's too good. Ryan, that's too good? That's too good. We better See, put a minus yeah, one on it. Yeah, you got to have a minus one on that, and then it would be bad, and then it would be gain <laughs> 10 life. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah, Silvok uh, Life Staff. You know what? You're going to gain a lot of life with this. You are. Three at a time, I mean, you're going to get 10... You're going to get 10 out of that, I bet you, over the course of a game. Yeah, and then if you're really hurting and you really need to get their caged son, you can just sack it and oh, yeah. show there you go. boss. That's, yeah, man. that's good. All right, we have a Throne of Empires. You can pay one, tap it, put a white soldier, and if you've got the other throne things from M12, you can do something else, but that's irrelevant in this deck. Yeah, because we're not playing the other two. You just, you just get a soldier creature token out of it. Yes. Yeah. And lastly, we have a Whip of Erebos. Black, black, two. Creatures you control have lifelink, and you can pay black, black, two and return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield, and it has haste, and then you exile at the end of turn. This is one of those cards that I'm soft on, just in general. I know that it was really good in constructed formats, and it had its day in the sun where whip was a huge, big deal, but I just, in a deck like this, where you're running all this recursion and you have all that stuff, it just doesn't feel like it has the impact I'd want it to have. You know what? We're going to put on our card evaluator hats... It costs eight to get something back from your graveyard, and you're going to activate it when you can get in with that hasty creature. But I'd rather just spend two or yeah, well, one and I, not have haste. I just think there's more interesting stuff you could spend eight on. Like the the one, the, the enchantment on the land that gives you like a 5-5 five, five blocker, that's super cool. It's fun. Nobody's going to see that coming. Everybody looks at Whip and sees, oh, my, this is a Whip of Erebos. Like, I just think that there's better stuff. You play the, the Bow of Nylea. It's the same card and sort it, gives, of. it gives your dude's death touch and gives you like other stuff that you can well, do what about it. the uh the the cauldron card from throne of eldrain just because it's new and interesting sure or the cauldron card from Shadowmoor that gives your dudes uh persist or ice cauldron or storm cauldron or storm crow you can't play storm crow no play Not any play any cauldron any card with the word cauldron on it oh we watched the black cauldron the other day at our house it's a good movie yeah disney's 25th animated masterpiece that nobody's was... ever heard of it it's practically just lord of the rings in 92 minutes in disney form it was my first uh drive-in movie i ever saw the black cauldron yep. little 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 baby brando and his parents went to see it i don't remember it but i, I know i was there my, my parents told me about it sweet yeah, apparently i fell asleep in the backseat didn't see the end of the movie we got some p-dubs we do we have three of them we got garrick the relentless that's flip garrick he makes wolves when his loyalty goes down you flip him into destroy a creature black garrick yeah he's super good yeah he's good he's he's a great he's a great include for most decks can you uptick him on the other side i don't even remember what his other side does oh dude dude Maybe we shouldn't have run over him so quickly. He's a three-mana Planeswalker, or a three-loyalty Planeswalker for four mana. Has zero. He fights something. He deals three damage to something. That creature fights him, and then if he has uh, two or fewer loyalty counters on him, he flips over. So you kill something that has two power, and you flip him over into something else. His other zero is you get a 2-2 Green Wolf. Nobody gives a shit about no, that. No, but you sacrifice the wolf in this deck. Uh, no, you kill their stupid things, you flip them over. Okay. F the wolf. 
On his other side, you plus one him. You get a 1-1 wolf that has death touch. You can sacrifice that too or block with it. It's really good. Okay. His minus one is you sacrifice a creature to search your library for a creature card and put it into your hand. Also good. That's really good. <laughs> also good. He gives you a creature that they don't want to attack into that you can sack to get the creature that you want. What if you don't have your Shatter Gang, but you've got like your your Pact of Erebos or whatever, so you sacrifice your creature, everybody sacks the creature anyways, and then you just tutor for a creature. Sepulchral Primordial, get all your shit. Yes. Okay. There it is. This is a good card. And his minus five is creatures get plus X plus X, where X is the number of creatures in your graveyard. It's fine. You don't play that, probably. You play the other two abilities, bouncing back and forth. You up-tick him, down-tick him, up-tick him, down-tick him, up-tick him, down-tick him, until you win. Yes. Garrick is awesome. Speaking of Garrick, we have a Garrick Caller of Beasts. Six mana Garrick, four loyalty, plus one, reveal the top five cards of your library, put all creature cards revealed this way into your hand, and the rest onto the bottom. Sure. You can go minus three, put a green creature from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah. Oh, baby. It's pretty good. And his minus seven is you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature spell, you can search your library for a creature, put it onto the battlefield. Now that's an emblem. Baby. <laughs> I'll play a Lanmore Elf and get a Blightsteel Colossus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I like that one. All right, and the last Planeswalker will have to wait because we're going to announce our two-lane winner. That's right. We have a deck giveaway as we do with every arc. We asked for people to like, share, subscribe, do everything that lets people know about being a CCO nationalite. Welcome to the nation is what you say to Michael Hill. Congratulations, Michael Hill. So he shared a funny Commander Reject story, retweeted or tagged somebody in a Facebook post, and that... Simply just that got him a free Chulane Teller of Tales Brawl deck. And we can call him Mike Hill. Mike Hill, yeah. <laughs> I, I also thought of Michael Hill like that makes like um, women's accessories. I should just say accessories, purses and handbags and things. Yeah. So, anyway, Michael Hill, you've got two weeks. Get at us. If you're that Michael Hill, though, like you're filthy, stinking rich, and you could probably just buy your own Tulane deck. So yeah. if you're that, if you're that Michael Hill, maybe just let us know, and we'll give the deck <laughs> to somebody else. <laughs> All right, last planeswalker is Varaska the Unseen. Five mana, five loyalty, plus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature deals damage to you, off it. Cement shoes that bitch. Yeah. Minus three, destroy target non-land permanent. You Pretty abrupt good. decay or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Minus seven, create three one-one black assassin creature tokes. Whenever they hit you, you die. Yes, they assassinate you. Yes. Per perfect, because there's one for each of our opponents if they have no creatures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she goes very well. So that's the deck. We, we could call that one a payoff. Oh, that's 100% a payoff. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a that's that's one of those payoff cards. I like it. That's the deck. Strengths and weaknesses. If you're into long games, if you like the grindy decision trees involved with a deck that has to do a whole bunch of work to win the game. Yeah, like if you want to work for every victory that you get, this is a deck for you. This is the deck that you bring to the event that you could play all day. And every game is something different. Yep. And nobody's going to complain about it because I don't think it's so oppressive and broken 
that it's going to make nobody, oh, come on, just play something else. That's right. And nobody's going to get sick of your two-card win combo. Yeah, and it's and it's good enough that it can, as long as you're in like a level playing field, you're going to have play in every game, which that, is great. Yeah, that's right. There's no all-in win strategy. I'm going to say, other than um, the, the Primal Surge, yeah. that maybe you cut if you get sick of it personally, that could be something. But And we talked about this with a whole bunch of people at the face-to-face games open yesterday sometimes you need that damn button like you need the button that turns the game off so you can go to game two yeah or go drink beer because it's like two o'clock you haven't eaten lunch yet every game needs one of those every deck needs one of those so if you're playing a deck that doesn't have one where you can just i'm gonna i'm just gonna pay 20 mana and just win put one in yep moving over to weaknesses you really need to be a skilled commander threat assessor or or game evaluator i don't want to say threat assessment because that means something different to everybody but you need to be able to analyze the game what's the what are the powerful things that need to be dealt with so i don't lose when i'm playing this game my deck will find a way for me to win because my opponents will eventually be out of energy yes out of mana out of resources out of what have you and i have the 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 ability to continuously generate card advantage through the cards I have in my deck. It's all about that stamina. Yeah. But it is slow. It's hard to it's hard to pilot as a result of of all of what I just said. So if I wouldn't suggest it if you're new to the game because you're just never going to win with this deck if you're a new player. Yeah, you can't just not jump in double feeded and play this and win. You'll be cement shoes in yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Now, that being said, newer players, newer players, once you've kind of got your your teeth sunken into the commander format, this exact deck can be yours for like less than 190 bucks. Yeah, like th- you could buy this for less than the price of some of the old precons. Yeah. Like no shit. Like this is and it's a cool deck, it's a fun deck, and it's something you could take anywhere and like get better at the game while having fun games. That's actually super cool. I love that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that and it was one of the reasons that made me want to talk about this deck on the show. Um, I've got a suggestion. I've got a couple suggestions. Okay. We talked about that worm that when it hits you, you get something back. I had mentioned that Shieldred, if you wanted to upgrade that slot, it's probably pretty good. Yeah. I like that we've got a haste enabler with Primal Surge, but I thought, you know, we've got some some recursion stuff. We've got some get stuff out of your opponent's graveyards. No tutors in this deck. What if we included like a game's got to end type thing like Final Parting? Search for a card into hand, card into graveyard. Yeah. And, and maybe we search for Sepulchral Primordial and like a reanimate. So we could we could Sepulchral Primordial, sack it to Shattergang, reanimate it to get it again. So we steal two things from everybody's graveyard and we just beat in with our haste enabler. Yeah. So that's okay. That That's kind of like a, a budget sort of crater hoof or some equivalent if we steal like six creatures. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like insurrection in that case. Yeah. Build in- your own insurrection. <laughs> yeah. Choose your own insurrection. I like that. I like that too. The only other thing I wanted to say, and I get the budget thing, what's with the mana lith? Yeah. You, you, you can pay the same amount of money and get a better card. You have a command sphere. You know you have a commander sphere. Just play that instead. I got this. I got this. Chromatic Lantern, Coalition Relic, Commander Sphere, Cryptolith Fragment, Cultivator's Caravan, Dragon's Horde, Fountain of Icker, Mana Geo. That one scries you. Opaline, Opaline Unicorn. That's a creature you Ooh. can sacrifice as a creature or artifact. 
Scuttlemutt. Same deal. Spectral Searchlight. That gives anybody mana if you want to play the political game. Spinning Wheel from Throne of Eldraine. Buy a booster pack. You'll probably get it. It's an uncommon. It yeah. lets you tap target creature. Don't, they didn't sacrifice it? Eh, we'll just tap it down. Yeah. I'm telling you. The, I'm, I'm on Dana Roach's side. Shout out to Dana Roach on the Manolith thing. Who is he? Never heard of her. Yeah. Ha. Huh. That's the deck. You forgot your favorite part. You mean card, card of the, of week. the week. week? Yes, I think I know where you're going with this. Hammer of Perforos. Ooh, Hammer of Perf. It's a legendary enchantment artifact for red, red, one. Creatures you control have haste. Red, two, tap, sack a land. Put a 3-3 three, three colorless golem enchantment artifact creature token onto the battlefield. That's <laughs> just so ridiculous it's, sounding. It, hey? It's everything. If you're doing land butt stuff with like random map excavator or... Crucible of Worlds? Crucible, you can just get that land back so you're net zero on land cards. It's a artifact and an enchantment, and it makes artifact enchantment creature it, for Shatter Game. It's just, it's amazing in this deck. It's so good. And it's not $27 Concordant Crossroads. And it only gives your guys haste, so it's the same price probably as Mass Hysteria in red, and you don't end up hosing yourself. Uh, no, Fervor. Fervor. Mass, Mass Hysteria is everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's the red, um, that's the red yeah. Concordant Crossroads. Yeah, they cost like a buck. Yeah. <laughs> this costs a buck too. What's the foil price? If you want to go up to a price, you're looking at a 300% foil multiplier going up to four American dollars. That's about eight Canadian dollars. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I'm down. Pick one of these up. They're cool. Especially if you're playing Shattergang Brothers because it also provides that extra value that you need. That's right. So, Spice Calculator, final thoughts of the day. Congrats to giveaway winners. So here we go. Popularity. 412 Shatter Gang lists on EDHREC.com. Now, that does make him the sixth most popular Jund commander, but he is still the lowest built of the ones from that year. Not counting Sekuar, because that was a reprint. Yeah, he's a reprint from somewhere else. So, balls that. 3.98 average CMC. That's, that's right where casual commander typically lives. A little bit above, but you know what? Yeah. We're not at four yet, so we're not going to tell you your deck is bad. <laughs> <laughs> tutors. No tutors in this list. No in, in, Unless you count Primal Surge or like one of the Garricks. But, let's count the Garrick, I guess, because you get one anyway, so let's just count Garrick. Okay, that's fine. We'll count a Garrick. 43 cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. Hell yeah. Gives us a spice rating of 60.4. Boom. There it is. That's a good way to end the, the arc of lovable or... There you go. That's a good way to end the arc of commander rejects. We took a bunch of commanders that didn't see a whole bunch of love, and we made spicy lists based around their... Marginal abilities. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to CCO Nation, that, everybody. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Yeah, I've got the names in front of me, so I'll I'll do the thank yous real quick. Then Brando will give you a final thought of the arc. Oh, and then a quick touch on our next arc. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, Chulane deck winner Michael Hill. You posted on Facebook. I have in the notes Michael Hills. I think it's just a typo, but <laughs> get at me. CommanderCookout at gmail.com or shoot us a message on CCO Podcast or CCO Brando on Twitter. Yep. $25 face-to-face -face credit winner, Harry Jones. Yeah. Get after us. Let us know what your email is so we can have your account credited. Congratulations to you guys. To everyone else, we'll be back next week with another giveaway and another credit for face-to-face. -face, so... 
You're going to win that one, so keep coming back. You specifically. Yes, you. You listening right now will win it. That's right. Give us a final thought of the day on the deck, final thought of the arc for the arc of Commander Rejects, and give us give us a, a your best 15-second preview of the next arc. Holy shit. Not like asking a little bit. Okay, so for this deck, I think this is really great. It's kind of staxy. It's very controly. It's very good for teaching yourself to get good at magic and to be good at playing decks like this, which you kind of have to be if you're going to play decks like this. It's also going to make you a better Magic player as a whole on a budget, and that's something that we can always get behind, so it's something you can throw together out of stuff that you have in your boxes and give it a shot. I highly recommend you do that. If you want to see a jankier, more asshole version of it, you can go to our Tapped Out page, CCO Podcast, and check out my version. It's uh, called... Who needs friends when you have stacks? <laughs> Get good, scrub. Right? As far as the art goes, I'm really happy that we got to do this. I'm really happy you guys got on board with it, doing these underappreciated commanders and showing you strategies that some people might have overlooked because they came next to a way more powerful card. Like, why does nobody play Shattergang Brothers? Because everybody played Brosh because he was just better. So it's good to go back and revisit some of those cards that maybe went underappreciated and maybe get their numbers up on EDHREC.com, as Ryan would say. Starting next week, we're going to need your help some more. We're going to need you to send in some more lists as we talk about the LGS and the EDH&M nights that we all like to go to and the kind of experiences we like to have and how we can all chip in and foster an environment that makes us make sure we're all having fun and we all like to go out every single night and play with our friends and our soon-to-be friends and we're going to talk all about that and a whole lot more on the next episode of commander cookout podcast hit our theme song <laughs>